0: We're from a two-bedroom apartment to a bitch. Get out Hey bro, one, two,
1: three, four,
0: five episodes and counting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Episode five. You already know what we're doing, bro. The Enlighten, the Enlighten Brothers, Enlighten Brothers man. Episode five, man. Episode five, man. It's been crazy. We Be back into it. Man, we me and Emory weren't even thinking about recording today, man. I have my own personal stuff going on. M had his own personal stuff going on. But you know what? We got to give the people what we want. The grind don't or, stop. Got to give the people what they want. My fault. Grind don't stop. Grind man. don't stop. This is an everyday type of thing. It don't. Uh, before we get into things, uh, for those watching on YouTube, y'all uh, may be surprised because I don't have a mop on my head. Take it off. Ugh. I had no the hat ca- on. But ooh. No, <laughs> as you can see... My head's cle- cleanly shaven. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, oh my things happen. So we're headed in it right now. Um, I got my SpaceX hat on because you already know how I roll. Y'all know where I side. Uh, space gang all the way, man. Yeah. But uh, let's get into it, bro. How did Michael Pence not feel that fly on his head? Michael Pence. Well, you know,
0: um, I'm not a fly type of guy, but I heard flies
1: are attracted to what to poop to poop people? So, what are you, are you saying? He smells like poop or he's a poop person? <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. Well, here's met the guy. But. Here's my theory
2: <sighs>
1: a lot about, uh, and we're gonna get into this debate, but um, and I don't want to harp on like just crush anybody's candidate, but a lot about Michael Pence to me seems a little bit fake. Um, the reason why he didn't feel that uh, fly on his head might have been because that thing was not – his hair was not real. Because, look, that dude's hair is too perfect for him at that age. I'm sorry. It's pure white, and it's placed perfectly. What is he, 60s? I don't know how old he is, but that is too perfect for his age. It has to be fake. a counter argument. I'm saying the
0: second – Arguably, the second most in person in the United States, most important person in the United States, has to have hair of utmost quality. Cause have you seen his hair is of have the gods? Have you seen Trump's hair?
1: Oh God! Well, it's that that his hair probably that man got off.
0: a thing on him. Pause.
1: The second thing I was trying to say about Pence is that, that made him fake is uh, I don't know. It's just something about his essence, man. It it feels like after the debate or when he gets off camera, he he unzips his skin. <laughs> that dude is a, you calling him a lizard he's man. A, he's a lizard. <laughs> We're not getting into conspiracies, but if there are lizard men, that is a lizard man. I'm surprised he didn't eat the fly on top of his head. Kamala. Kamala, Kamala, Kamala.
0: She really represented for um, colored women. Yeah, I say colored because yeah. I don't know. Because she black, she like. has a deep ethnic background. Yeah, I'm not too certain enough. I'm not ancestry.com, but you know, hey, she was she was holding her own. Yeah, man, she was a, was a sight to see, man. Well, this
1: was a different debate than last time. Uh, yeah,
0: last time was a train wreck, on top of a plane crash, on top of a helicopter crash, on top
1: of a boat and sinking. This one, and this one was just a fender bender. There were yeah. definitely everything wasn't the best. Um, Mike Pence obviously going over his time a lot. Um, one thing about Kamala. Maybe it's because a lot of people don't know about her, but I feel like every time she introduced an argument, she had to give an acc- accolade. Uh-huh. Like Whenever she gave one of her policies or something, um, she was like, back when I served on this, 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 and this, and I did this, this, that, and the third, she went on, she took up like 30 seconds of her time just boosting herself up. That, and is,
0: that was a good strategy. Is that a good strategy? Opinion. It, might, it might be a good like, strategy. As I said before, um, I don't really think majority of americans are that educated but oh, okay. i do know a lot of americans are going to tune into the podcast so yeah i'd say that
1: you mean the debate i mean yeah the <laughs> <laughs> hey hopefully the a podcast, lot hopefully dude. a lot of D- yeah, 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 C- yeah, yeah, americans yeah. but you know um
0: <laughs> tuning into the debate and she's taking that opportunity and her
1: using that platform to inf- um influence their opinion yeah so, i guess that's a good political strategy just for me they, i was kind of like okay we get it you you did what you did. Now yeah. tell me what you tell me about how you're going to help us. Yeah, you know? but
0: they did say that the, the um, well, a lot of people say the debate is like the turning point, um, really in the election that will like sway a lot of voters, and I think uh-huh. she did a pretty good job at doing that swing.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I felt like I was on a swing. Well, I can't vote, but you know, uh, one I don't know. One thing about this debate, last debate, I watched every second of it. This debate, not gonna lie, I felt bad as a content creator that I did this but um i fell asleep oh you fell asleep i fell asleep on this i was
0: actually watching it while doing some homework what'd you think watching it and i didn't even really watch it for real i just heard some pretty key point um like i i listened when they were talking about climate change oh gosh climate change and racial inequality but you know uh that climate change about it i was zoning them out
1: that climate change topic again man uh it's basically the same thing it's um the right side barely believing in uh climate change and not believing the science and it's the left side yeah kind of you know i mean i think Kamala there this w- time did a lot better than biden at least
0: there was a lot uh, there was one thing that she said that resonated with the democrats mm-hmm. um she said if president trump told me to take a vaccine i would not do it but if the scientists told me to i would yeah what do you, what do you think about that man
1: uh, well well here's the thing And I was like, (laughs) I rewatched the highlights of the debate before we started this episode. And when she said that for a second, I pulled back and I definitely want to give my instant reaction to this. Um, I want to hear what you think about it, too. But it's like, well, if there's a vaccine, don't you want to take it now? I I don't. ah, That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. That I think I think that one's more of just a political strategy because I feel like if the scientists come up with a great vaccine that works, right, then shouldn't you like? So she said she would go with the scientists, but what if the scientists and Trump say it? That's kind of where I was coming from, mm-hmm. and like the talk about vaccines is just kind of shaky anyway because public belief in vaccination is very like. Like yeah. lopsided anyway. A lot yeah, of people cause. don't believe in vaccines. And for the people who are so against vaccines, right. uh have you seen somebody with measles lately or chicken pox or something like that? Yeah. That's all I, I remember I have to say. chicken po-
0: a lot of people were getting chicken pox when we were in elementary, but you know, that's completely gone now. I don't remember.
1: I've never heard of a person getting chicken pox. But um uh, in yeah. my era. Maybe it was an Alaska thing. Oh, probably. <laughs> oh, I don't even know if the viewers know you're from Alaska, man. Hey. Glacier boy. Yeah, he came from a icy girl. The, from the land of igloos to the land of sunshine mm. down here in Florida, man. But uh, yeah,
0: you know, I'm cold-blooded. Got ice in my veins. Couple other metaphors I can Man, I, I thought you were about to talk cool about the debate. I am.
1: You're talking about yourself. Move man, on, man. That's yeah. the best tangent I could go off on <laughs> myself. I'm a cool guy. Okay, okay. I'm a cool guy. But what about uh the cool guys on stage last night? Um Cool gal. people, yeah, because we had Kamala Harris, guy and gal, woman, yes. the gal.
0: Mm-hmm. They're okay, I guess. Moving on, what's the next
1: topic so we got lined yeah, up? Yeah, I mean, and just to wrap it up, oh, oh, oh,
0: let me put this in since we're talking about politics. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, remember what we were talking about in episode one, first episode of this podcast? What people that don't wear masks. And look oh. where the head of our government has gotten <laughs> himself. Uh huh. Walter Reed Hospital. Walter Reed. COVID nineteen diagnosis. Yeah. Can't say. Um. Can't say. I'm sorry for you, man. You were ad. Uh. You were not advocating for it. Basically, saying no masks. We don't need them. And uh, look where it got you, buddy.
1: Yeah. And I mean. <sighs> cover your I nose and by the time this episode gets released hopefully uh this is up on saturday morning but by the time like it seems like dude has already beat the the virus already uh. It he seems to be good and i mean look this virus has been very harsh for a lot of ag people and we know donald trump is uh, 94 years old so I thought he was um, 103 this year. I don't know, but it, something it, like that, it, something like that. If he's 103, Biden's 110. Either way, <laughs> it seems as if he's doing pretty fine. I mean, in the videos and stuff. Yeah, he did get the top, um, receive the top treatment in the
0: world. I'm sure. So
1: you know, yeah. and he better be good. In in no way do I I, I love Donald Trump, um, but the only thing is like people did say like that's what he gets and i understand because he's talking about the no mask thing but people were wishing death on him oh yeah that's a, and that's a that bit is far that is way too far in my opinion man, like, man. i wish death on nobody no human ever but he's just that is just like okay now you're taking I don't think anybody
0: deserves uh, hot take i don't think anybody deserves death regardless of what they've done because you know um well, come, never mind. Like um, Hitler, yeah, sure. But like, well, uh, yeah. You know, I mean,
1: there's people who've killed. But I mean,
0: other than that, it's just like for any random person. Yeah, death know. is not. Um, well, Trump isn't a random person, but still, you know, yeah, death isn't something you wish upon someone, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of crazy. Have you no shame? Have you no morals? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> what? Well, you could say the same about Trump, but still, you can't be the pe- person you hate. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all we got for politics, man? Yeah, you reap. Yeah, basically, but you reap what you sow, or sow.
1: So whatever it's so. So okay. Said it right well, the first time. Anyway, now it's time to get into the juicy stuff. So we usually do an artificial intelligence topic. We usually touch on theoretical physics, but um, this week we're entering in the world of biotechnology which is also another one of mine and uh, many interests. Uh, so, as y'all know, or may many of y'all may not know, but um, y'all know what the Nobel pre- Peace Prize is. Uh, yeah, I heard I'm getting one. <laughs> couple, I hope to get one someday, too. And uh, not the Nobel Peace Prize, just the Nobel Prize, because there's many different um, categories. i uh, for that Peace Prize. Nobel Prize That's created by me. Alfred Nobel in 1865, the man who created dynamite. Um, the Nobel Prize was made to just... Um, you know, promote humanitarian acts. So this year's Nobel Prize in Chemistry was awarded to two ladies, Jennifer Downd- Doudna and <laughs> wait, is that a lady? Emmanuel,
2: what?
1: Emma U L. Yeah, I thought it was two women. I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> Mrs. Uh, Charpeter. Charpeter. She must be French. Um, her her name. I apologize, Mrs. But they um they got the prize in chemistry for their uh amazing scientific uh progression in gene uh, editing now like pants jeans no like gene your dna so yeah. i'll give you like every episode i'll give you all a short synapsis. um so this this thing is called CRISPR. CRISPR is short for clustered regularly interspaced short palindromic repeats it is a microbial immune system that prokaryotes bacteria use to prevent infection by viruses called phages. Phages are the stuff that hunts bacteria, the things that bring you these viruses. Right. At its core, the CRISPR, the CRISPR system gives proker- prokaryotes I'm, I'm sorry the ability to recognize pre- precise genetic sequences that match a phage or other invaders that target these sequences for destruction and specialized enzymes. So what does
0: that mean in dummy
1: terms? So I'm going to break it down a little bit. Basically, CRISPR is something that is already within us. We already have the CRISPR system. But the big thing with this um, CRISPR advancement is humans found out many, many years ago, um, it's precisely 2010, that this thing could be programmable. So what happens is whenever you contract a disease, um, these things called phages attack and try to kill bacteria within you. Um, Bacteria may die off and so you get sick, or you may have sickly virus, bacteria, whatever. But anyway, um, your body remembers uh the sequence of if if you if the bacteria in your body doesn't end up getting killed it remembers the uh dna sequence of the phage the virus Uh so it remembers this and it gets um put into the database which is the crispr system now what crispr uses is this protein called cas9 cas-9 and cas9 is what's used to once it sees anything with that the same exact dna sequence it goes out and kills it so that's why with vaccines and stuff um whenever you get this that's why it gives you a little bit of the disease so your body remembers it and then next time you get it you're able to remember so now on to the interesting stuff about crispr i'll just give you some of the things that uh crispr says is its main use um so crispr a gene editing technique came out in 2010. Its main uses are adjust human genes, eliminate diseases such as cancer, Alzheimer's, things in that nature. Uh, it also, this is for any organisms, not just humans, so it can create better food. Uh, CRISPR can also edit live cells, and CRISPR can also attend to aging. It sounds to me like we're about to get a real-life
0: version of the X-Men.
1: And this is the very futuristic side, and this the side that uh, you know makes my ears perk up. Let, let's get into the immediate, the immediate uh, impact of CRISPR, and then we're going to move on to the futurist science that uh, makes my heart tingle. Okay. So immediate heart impact.: tingle. Yes, I love future science. science fiction. Um, so. I have been um, an advocate um, throughout the five episodes of this podcast for eliminating human disease. Yeah, we know. so uh, yeah. eliminating human disease in general. I mean, everybody has somebody in their lives who's affected by things from as low as color blindness to things such as cancer, Alzheimer's, and all the way up the whole spectrum. Oh, color so,
0: blindness is considered a disease. Yes, yes,
1: oh. but uh, well, all human ailments are. Um, within your dna um to a certain respect so a lot of them are genetic diseases so this way of gene editing or uh gene therapy genetic engineering uh you this is the this whole CRISPR system is just known as like a a special like thing of like a like the golden scissors basically so you're able to seek out and cut out any um abnormalities or uh, things within you that will like basically deteriorate your human livelihood
0: alright so what about Jean Grey
1: what oh god stop we're not talking about superheroes right now uh, <laughs> hey Jean Grey she's fired up um, but yeah man so like what do you think about this this new science that is coming out and um, before there there is yeah. a whole another side of this but like uh, just w- what does it make you think? I'm one for all the
0: um, technological and scientific advancements. Maybe you've gotten that if you've been watching the previous episodes. Uh-huh. And, yeah, this might take the – might, for now, take the cake above AI because um, – Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say, like, like on the ocean versus space debate we had, my main stance was, like, we better uh, try to understand the things, like, that were, are closer to us now. Uh-huh. And I'd say, like – um understanding how to figure out and um, develop and improve upon our pre-existing ailments mm-hmm. takes pres- um, takes precedence over um, trying to um, develop stuff like AI. Well, I'd say AI and, AI and CRISPR tech.
1: are neck and neck. I'd say we're at the same point. But mm-hmm. you know what? I, I, respect, I respect that point of view because as much as I love AI, this CRISPR thing, I did uh, a lot of research on it once the story came out. I was uh very impressed and you know i feel like i mean i just i want to have my say in this too this is this is extremely exciting right. um but yeah so immediate impacts for those uh who want to know whenever we talk about science y'all may think how does this help me now um well for one before we go any further this thing uh CRISPR uh in the gene editing it's not absolute uh, mistakes are still made Um, But as science goes on, we're we're getting better and better at understanding the human genome. But um, I can just paint a picture um, for you within the next 20 years. Uh, You go just for a regular checkup or maybe your phone or whatever um, human uh, computer interaction system. It tells you, look, you have some type of disease. You go to the doctor. They check on you. They see um, a real primitive a real primitive case of cancer within you. So you're able to use CRISPR. They're able to um, basically implant uh, this CRISPR into your body, being able to live edit your cells and genes to basically eliminate something such as cancer before it even gets to a point where it starts inhibiting your livelihood. You no. Know,
0: actually, that just gave me a little bit of time to think on it. Uh-huh. You know, it's great to want to uh, eliminate all these d- diseases, but you could argue that these ailments and all the um, things that are wrong with—well, um, w- I'll just say wrong with humanity—but you uh-huh. get my point. Uh-huh. Are like what makes up humanity? Yes. So taking. Oh my out, gosh. So g- this gene editing may
1: be view- uh, viewed as um, unethical absolutely okay now that you just forked into two different topics now we're going to start getting into the future thing Mm -hmm. um that's one uh side of the fork but the other one when you're talking about you were basically saying the finitivity of human human of a human life is why we're able to achieve such greatness the right. fact that uh, human life expectancy now is somewhere in between i don't know 80 and 100 i have no idea what our life expectancy is but the fact that we're only going to live to 90 means we got to get things done within these decades we have as opposed to living the 200 300 up to 1000 which some scientists believe we can get there Then we would create humans who are not as, um, you know, hungry uh, (laughs) and useful, I guess, too. That, too. Um, For me personally, with all of this thing going out with uh, understanding the mitochondria and things such as CRISPR, able to slow or find things within the aging process to make us live longer, it does pique my interest to live longer just because. The science that we have, the world that we're going to live in within the next uh, few centuries, it's absolutely mind-blowing, and I want to be here to see that. Now, the reason, like, my goal in life, my whole existence, my my will to live is backed behind creating these sciences just so I can experience it within my lifetime. Uh-huh. But I may not. Like, colonizing the moon, things such as that. Um, yeah. All the things within AI, building autonomous robots all this stuff becoming a multiplanetary species i don't know if i'll be around for that and i'm only 17 years old and i'm thinking that way but but it, you're absolutely right the finitivity of humanity of human life does create hungry people yeah a lot of
0: lazy people that's not what we're going to need. Yeah, people are lazy. And,
1: people are lazy within this time period, though. Yeah. Just imagine how many people are going to be lazy but with when that, we live to
0: 400. With that time, extra time in your life, there's a lot of, like, um, let's delve a little bit into philosophy going uh-huh. on uh, on this. Okay. Um, they do say that with um, age comes wisdom. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I agree with uh, with that up to a certain, um, I, I, I believe knowledge is endless. Yeah, but you know, I don't think knowledge capacity is endless. Okay. So even with the uh even with our growth, I like you said the fin- uh finitivity.
1: Yeah, finitivity.
0: Um, even with the even with that finite um, nature, even with that being at hand, I don't know if humans will continue like being being like at the age 200. If we reach that, I don't know if they would continue being um. So why Productive. why wouldn't they
1: why wouldn't they what would go like wrong? Like what I
0: said before, the knowledge capacity. I feel like we would hit a uh, humans like individuals would hit a peak.
1: Oh, you think our brains would overload? Uh, our I don't brains
0: know. overload, but you know, and hey, with the AI developments and the chip you were talking about,
1: yeah, Neuralink. Maybe we can install an extra terabyte into our heads. Well, that is absolutely true. That's something that we have in the future. Um, uh, I don't know. I think. I think our brains are built to last, man. I honestly yeah. do. I don't know if we can.
0: we'll be able to learn new information at some point, mm-hmm. but maybe like we'll be, um, be able to gain better clarity if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, pre-existing
1: knowledge. The essence of learning is contained within something called neuroplasticity. It's um, the ability of your neurons to move around and form new connections. Um. Uh. E.g. Uh, synapses so that's how we learn so when we are babies our neuroplasticity is at the most high because we're constantly learning we're learning super fast when we're young we're learning super fast us now we're learning crazy but as you get older you see people's brains starting to slow down Uh so I mean and it excites me that we've talked about so many different sides of science because all of these accumulate into the same thing so now we're into neuroscience Um, understanding neuroplasticity we may be able to um, like I guess increase the output or increase the the max level um, so adults will be able to learn as fast as or as plastic as they may have before now that's why people say if you want to live long you need to keep learning and keep challenging your brain so you don't lose that that plasticity but So, with AI and stuff, and this was in The Matrix, where, like, um, uh, uh, the main character, for some reason, I'm blanking on his name, I don't know why, but Keanu Reeves, he... uh, Master Chief? No. (laughs) He, um, (laughs) He learned Kung Fu... With it within one download, because within that movie what it represented was that um, the computer and humans have like learned about neuroplasticity to the point where we they basically mastered learning, so they're able to download information into well, the brain.
0: That's just because he's Keanu Reeves. Well, yeah. Have you, have you watched John Wick? Yeah. He killed um, the dude with the pencil.
1: <laughs> and um, that over, I mean that for me that takes out the fun of it a little bit. I love to learn because I love the process of it, but definitely like neuroplasticity is uh, definitely um, the key to us living longer. But um, let's continue this CRISPR thing. Um, So along with aging, which is what we hit on, um, adjusting human genes. uh, But what's going on now, what's already happened, we have genetically modified food, but we also have things that we call designer babies. Um, So genetically modified humans. Let's get into that. Um, GMH. So people, I'm pretty sure now with pregnant women, they already like tell them that your child has this percent chance to have ADHD or Mm -hmm. be autistic or something like that. So we're getting to the point where at birth, we may be able to eliminate some of these uh, downsides. But the issue with this is that it opens Pandora's box. So if we take out obesity within our child, well, where does it stop? If you take out obesity, why not give your child perfect metabolism, which is obesity? Why not give your child perfect eyesight? Give them perfect muscle structure. Give them great height, great intelligence, great don't looks, just great make eyes. super babies. Right. So. Mm. The, the, it gets to a real unethical point.
0: Yeah, it is. It's already unethical, in my opinion. Like, I think now, did you already say this? I think now they're able to choose their gender.
1: Really? I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure. I know no it's, idea.
0: Uh, it's really close to that point. Mm-hmm. But either or, why would you do that? Right. I mean, it's like, let me draw as close as a comparison. It's like, um,. It's like not having a preference when you're dating someone, but you know, fetishizing something like one person saying that they only like Indian people and Indian people alone because of, I don't know, their intelligence. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every Indian I've met is smart. (laughs) 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 Stop that. But you know, it's freaking, it's crazy that you're going to decide a whole human's life just on not on a whim, but it's not up to you. Yeah,
1: and and this is what's been entrapped within this whole CRISPR development is that the scientists know that the they believe that the science is progressing so rapidly that we don't have the time to address these ethical and philosophical concerns. It's like, yeah. but that's, a, that's if,
0: kind of a no brainer to me,
1: and it, it's like, it's a no brainer to most people. But it's it's to the point where I mean, I don't know, because they're going to want to... Somebody's going to take away Alzheimer's within their child. Yeah, And once one person does that more people start to do it so it mm-hmm. gets to a point where everybody's starting to take away alzheimer's and then you know that's why i said pandora's box it's like it keeps going and it, it gets to the point where people then where genetic modification in babies and humans is widely accepted because i mean there are certain things that would be kind of cool like when we become a multiplanetary species it would be nice to edit somebody's genes so that they are able to function better on mars than All us right earthlings can oh. or swim better give give a human gills yeah or something crazy give them wings like something crazy like that and it gets to the point where like i mean just like because i saw this in a video earlier but like if we if this gene editing thing gets like if it's just a runaway roller coaster humans are going to look so much different in the future than they do now all right i'm going to relate it back to um philosophy again but
0: this is just greed at its finest Greed. I mean, yeah, it's progression of um, it's progression of humanity, but you know, at a point it becomes too much because we're straying away from like the natural course of life. Uh huh. And what is uh, what is science? Tell me, what's the definition of science?
1: Uh, a way of understanding your natural world. Your
0: natural world, but this is unnatural.
1: Mm, you can't, uh, you can't but pick I, and choose. I beg to differ, but it's all within the laws of biology and within naturality. The the fact that we it's it's something available to us
0: yeah but when you put human um when you place uh, human variables in there um, because i'm n- I'm not sure Our right, humans us ourselves bio- uh biologically we're um we're uh, natural. we fall under the constructs of the world mm-hmm. but you know our thoughts are unnatural and i would I, I would believe that as far as i believe anything but you know like um It's crazy that greed and, well, greed is just the desire, intense desire for something. Mm -hmm. So the intense desire for, like, um, say you're, like you were saying Alzheimer's, say your family has a history of Alzheimer's and you just want to see your future generations not go through that type of pain anymore. Right. Well, yeah, that's understandable, but you can't do that.
1: Hmm. It's just not right, man. Hmm. That is an interesting thing. But it's also to the point, I mean, if the science is available, I ask you, why go through something like that? Why, what's, why elect to go through that when you know that, um, and this is under the assumption that the science is perfect, Then there's not going to be many errors, and we've progressed, so this is years down the road. But the, my question to you is, why elect to go through something like lung cancer or yeah. b- if you're blind, why elect to be blind when you know there's something that can, that can, you know take well, away isn't that. This not
0: really something I can rationalize. You said it is or it no, isn't? No, it isn't. Oh. I was just speaking uh, specifically in trying to, at least in terms of science, but uh-huh. this is where like kind of faith and religion comes into play Okay. and I'm just thinking man, some things aren't um, meant to be handled by us uh huh. And you should leave it to the man upstairs.
1: I, I and I understand that. But I also believe, well, within the science community, many of them aren't religious. Mm-hmm. Um, But I also believe like, I mean, many people across the world aren't. And I mean, there's also probably some religions that are able to rationalize uh, this thing within their religion. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm within the religion I'm in. But either way not many people are going to come from the same Christian, like thinking that you might. So, I mean, I I don't know. It doesn't seem yeah, so. It just,
0: go, it just begs uh, the question. Um, when is growth enough? And I think I would say that, um, there doesn't need to be infinite growth of, uh, of the human race. Yes, there can always be, ex- um, further understanding of what we, uh, like saying a thousand years from now we just find everything that we could have found on earth and yeah we could go to other planets but i don't know if we should maybe well, we should be content with
1: what we have and maybe so but that is not within the essence of humanity from my perspective mm. i don't believe, i don't see humanity ever settling the only way humanity will settle is if a meteor comes in and eliminates us or if, if some type 4 Um, alien civilization decides to um, extract us from this planet or from this universe other than that i don't see humanity stopping i see the essence of humanity as something that in which is limitless and i don't see us ever stopping i I see us becoming uh um uh progressing to type one then to a type two civilization which is something i can explain in a little bit but I see the human race is expanding and becoming a multiplanetary species I see us moving past being earthlings and I see us as inhabiting our uh, many planets across the universe and the only issue with that is <laughs> um, the the expansiveness of, of space so for one we have to find a way to uh, you know um, tra- transport ourselves across this space and to make hum- humans multiplanetary, Because Mars... Mars is different. It takes whatever time to get to Mars. But mm-hmm. outside of our solar system... There doesn't seem to be any more like habitable planet other than Mars. So other than that... Man, we have to go so far to get to any other planets. So I was, I was thinking on the terms of...
0: Or I haven't really given thought to this before... But I don't really be- believe in infinity. Because there has to be... A, let's talk about the universe... Um, or the multiverse, or mm-hmm. the galaxy, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I don't believe there is infinite numbers of these. So, just thinking in extremes, saying we live for maybe a billion more years from now, and humans have um, um, done so many developments mm-hmm. where we couldn't even be considered humans anymore. But mm-hmm. there's there's some point where you reach a peak, and there's not more, not much farther you can get. I don't know. So, I don't know. I'm sure. I think well, the mathem- infinity is just a concept of rational. It is just a concept of rationalizing concept, yeah. what we do not yet
1: understand. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, because yeah, mathematically, infinity absolutely does is a, a rationalization, but and within uh, I forgot what this is called, but it's some sort of progression graph, and it's used within AI, and. It's like an expectation graph. We have our expectations skyrocket, but there is some sort of plateau, and it does get to a point where, like, many technologies plateau in a certain respect, but I don't know. That that plateau may be so high above. I already know that the places that we can reach now, it's, like, way beyond where we are as humans, so wherever our limit is, it's it's out of mind, out of sight, and... Um. Yeah, man. It's. I I believe it's out of mind, out of sight right now. I. I don't see many limits on humanity yet, other than. uh, Being defeated by if there's some alien race or if there's a meteor or climate change, or if we defeat ourselves, then there is no argument. That's probably what's gonna happen. We have. If we we do get defeated. We we have to be by ourselves. We have to be able to preserve ourselves in order to come up with any of these phenomenal sciences, man.
0: Human nature in itself is just destructive because we wish and want and we do um, get to the places that we desire. Like uh, a thousand years ago, nobody would have even dreamed of a light bulb or technology or even a a, a deep understanding of physics.
1: And look where we are now. Yeah, but at the same same time... um just look at, at the Cold War, man. Ooh, I, I think I just messed up. I don't even know what I was
0: going to say. <laughs> <laughs> look at the Cold War, man. Uh-huh. Had things gone a bit differently, we might not even be here right now.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, there's definitely certain epics between in our um, humanity's time period. But, I mean, I dude, do. we've we've lasted for so long. Yeah, we Millions uh, of years.
0: But, you know, there's always an end to something. And, hey, after that end, there may be a new beginning,
1: but... Who am I to say? Well, and I mean, within now we're talking about theoretical physics. I mean, the universe within itself um, will end up collapsing on itself. So right now the the universe is expanding, but when um, it hits the peak of this uh, curve and the universe starts uh, contracting um, back to where it was um, when the uh, since the Big Bang that that could be so there definitely is uh some type of ending that's what some people believe but then the believers in string theory and multiverse think it goes. it's infinite so mm-hmm. who we uh, who knows man yeah that's that's deep it's stuff beyond though beyond me so on to the ethical things um well let me ask you this question um so since you seem kind of uh uh like step like kind of stand backish on the gene editing thing do you believe that we should ban it no okay well then where do you believe it should stop i believe it should
0: stop whenever we deem it deem it as too much but there has to be an event that happens i'm just speaking in uh, what ifs right now because and we don't i don't even have a full understanding of gene therapy uh but let me give like a let me try to think of an example okay um you can talk about it. This is my... Uh...
1: Well, okay. Well, what I was going to ask you, I can make it easy on you. It's like, does it stop... Does gene therapy stop on making better food? Or does it stop on editing animals? Because we have see-through frogs. Like, we've already edited animals. We there's Look it up. We have see-through frogs. So, plants animals does it stop on getting rid of minor diseases for humans does it stop getting on getting rid of the major diseases for humans or does it stop once we edit the babies or as we go on and on and on where in what which one of those stopgaps do you think it stops or should it stop for you within your mind
0: <laughs> kind of uh, this is a tough question I think it should probably stop yeah, like I said before, I think it should probably stop when um, it's deemed too unethical. But who deem? No, but there is. There's no. The world must deem it unethical. It happens when people start complaining. When people see the wrongs.
1: People, people complain um, about cell phones. There is no. This such just thing goes as, back to. There's what no such thing I'm as saying. global consensus, though. This
0: is just goes back to what I'm saying. We're escaping the natural world, like you said. See-through frogs. What's the point of see-through frogs? What What do they provide? I'm sure they have some great um af- uh, effect to the ecosystem, where they wouldn't have just made see through frogs or whatever. Well oh, yeah. But you know, it's just like it's gonna. It's just a bowling ball. Uh, it's just gonna be a bowling ball continuing to um. Or like an avalanche, like the yeah snowball. whatever um snowball into into something bad. We're gonna get to a point of no return at modification, uh-huh. and then we're gonna just look back and be like, oh, is this even humanity anymore? All right, th- that's so, what I was looking for. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it needs to stop at the point where humans begin to lose their humanity because that's what makes us. What, is, that-
1: what is humanity?
0: Humanity is um, the natural world. It's us under trying to understand everything and working with what we have.
1: But so is to- the natural world being an animal, being a caveman, or is the natural world recording this and uh, we're able to – show millions of people us speaking right now a caveman would say a caveman would say this is unnatural
0: the natural world is when everything that we know is modified and has no relation to what it originally was yes you could call that technological advancements but you could also say that that is just driving away from what we know
1: what do we know? I mean, we're learning new things. So then it gets to a point where we're not going away. We're living in the knowledge that we have, don't you think?
0: Yeah, that's just purely philosophical, man.
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's philosophical. I mean, we're, in essence, we've been talking about philosophy this whole time, but... I feel like there's so many there's so many different sciences. Next episode, I want to talk about nanotechnology to where you can use machines to create anything. Nanotechnology. We're talking about biotech now. Computer science, artificial intelligence. Theoretical physics. Um, biology. There's so many different things. There's so right, many different factions of science. I feel as if we are boundless. Yeah, let me put, the,
0: put it this way. Mm-hmm. If you edit something so much to where it completely becomes of your understanding what more is there to understand so i'm saying if we raise something like when you level max level a player on a video game or e? something like that okay you reach the peak of what could have been uh-huh. but if you um if you leave room for failure that's what provides growth so this gene pit therapy it's aiming to perfect humans, but humans are imperfect beings. Oh, well, yeah, so we'll, I believe impossible.
1: we'll always be imperfect because we are and we still have a brain. We still have our minds and within our mind, there is imperfect. Things. Humans
0: are imperfect beings, but gene therapy is making it seem like we can be perfect beings. And this is just my take on it. We shouldn't be perfect beings because being perfect actually does limit our growth. Yeah, you may say like all the diseases are eliminated. We have more life expectancy. But in reality, that's just taking away. We don't need all this life. We should cherish what we have now. It takes away from the important things in life.
1: I understand that. Mm-hmm. I and I, you know, what? I see that point of view, and I believe that it's not that scientific though. I, but you know, I, it's, it's not just, scientific, but it's it's it should be. It should be that that point of view should be of value. Um, so I certainly we agree on many points because I also think. Uh, within within the, the knowledge space that we are limited to right now living in 2020, we can't rationalize editing a baby. But my take on this is human progression is so exponential. We are so nonstop to the point we can look at the people who lived in 1840. They don't understand the life we are living in now they don't understand why we use cell phones why we use computers things as such so someone in 2170 they might look at us and be like oh they just don't understand why we are editing these humans that's all i'm saying i'm not saying whether it is ethical or not i'm not saying that oh we should do this i i'm not saying let the reins loose on Mm. science we should definitely there definitely should be limits but when you try to limit science that's when like say we ban genetic therapy research that's when people go underground and things become underhanded. And that's when somebody like North Korea just does it on the side and then they build an army of genetically modified humans and then nobody else in the world knows how to do it and then they end up taking over the world. That's when underhanded things start to happen. So when things such as this are out in the open, we are hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to build a community that is around ethics, that is ar- uh, around logic, and we are able to function with Through goodness and yeah. we we you ask the definition of science and this is certainly science understanding your natural world We disagree because I believe this is all natural because it's things that what I say natural is things that are um, That adhere to the laws of physics anything that adheres to the laws of physics is natural in my thing in my thinking anything else I would call supernatural or unnatural, but regardless what um, I was trying to get to is, this isn't only science, this is also technology. Now, within the definition of technology, I feel like technology is something that enhances its user. So, technol- humans, us humans use technology to enhance us. So, I believe all of this um, adheres to something that is technology, which that seems to be limitless in my regard, that we always are progressing in that way.
0: Yes, I want. I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to when you were talking about um, like a human in twenty twenty whatever twenty like twenty three seventy. Okay. Um, uh, looking back on us and saying we didn't understand. Yeah. And yes, it is true that people say we should learn from the mistakes of of our past. Look back in history and not make those mistakes again. But you know. That goes back into humans being imperfect beings. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we should be able to understand everything. Yes, it's good to know things, and that will always take us further than we have been. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man, just learning from learning. I don't know if learning should be from past mistakes. I think learning should just be something of looking straight ahead. and Well, I don't know about all that. But I don't know. It's hard to put into words. I,
1: I understand. I, I understand where you're coming from, and I understand that there are millions, billions of people who probably agree with you right now, but the only thing I'd say is I feel like using that thinking... If Okay, say you had that thinking back in, I don't know, 1820, then you... If you were in that space, if you had only the knowledge of being within 1820, using that thinking, you would disagree with all of the things that we have in place right now. Driving cars. That is not true. Because That is absolutely because
0: true. Because the the future of the universe, everything that can be and will be, is here with us right now. Everything that we can Elaborate. understand can be understood now. It's just that what like I was saying before it's not that we don't have the knowledge capacity like our brains can't handle it it's because we haven't haven't put the pieces together like i'm sure there are oh, elements well, yeah. there are elements in existence right now that if if we had um if we had a better method of understanding could take us um farther than we could possibly imagine so growth is not only found by looking in your past growth can be
1: found by looking ahead i understand that and i mean that's not that's not the point i'm making because obviously i'm the science fiction guy i'm the futurist science guy i'm always looking at what's coming ahead but all i'm saying is that is weird what's happening over there (laughs) but what i'm saying is it's not looking back into the past it's taking you and placing yourself within another level another level of thinking to relate to what somebody now thinks about the future so when i say if you if you lived in eighteen twenty thinking about twenty twenty, you're thinking with in you had that thinking, that may be similar of you being in twenty twenty looking at twenty two twenty. That that's I hope that's making sense. But
2: Maybe what I'm you saying lost me,
1: kinda. Okay, so let me let me uh, let me try to strangle this donkey. Um, <laughs> You know, people have been talking to me about my metaphors, man. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, so trash. I'm sorry. Um, oh, yeah, but dude's l- a killer. Let me let me In try to making. put a let me put a let me, a, let me a, Oh my god! Beating a
0: dead horse, strangle a damn donkey. So let, me to, my language, let me try but to let me try to spin this cat. Um, <laughs> yeah, bro, you just do this on purpose now. <laughs>
1: so, yo,
0: you you let me right? Just n- skewer this pig.
1: You're right. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> you right now. And I'm not saying I believe in all this gene therapy stuff. But you right now is, are hesitant about uh, getting rid of something like Alzheimer's. Is synonymous to you in 1820 not wanting, to get, to not wanting uh, mobile phones because you believe, oh, it's natural to having to go up and walk to a human. Hey, to talk. Now,
0: I did not say that we should
1: not get rid
0: of Alzheimer's.
1: Okay, well then what what is that's why I asked I'm saying, Okay, but this is why I asked you before. Let me get this out. This is why I asked you for I gave you four different stop gaps. I asked you to define the stopgap to where you want this thing to stop. I said
0: Man, plants? that's a hard question. How? That Give was that's me, a difficult question. I will you, clarify
1: right we're now. We're the Enlightened Brothers, we gotta answer <laughs> the <laughs> difficult <up>. question. <laughs> oh God, excuse me. I believe this in the editing future Caleb. You have. We have to answer the difficult questions. This is what being enlightened is. Answer, bro. Shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna get.
0: <laughs> All right, I was saying that we shouldn't like. Man, whatever. Screw that question. No, moving on. <laughs> no,
1: choose a i Um, see, see, this is. Right now we are at the 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 crossroads. Okay, this is. this is an epic battle between science and uh, whatever side you're on. Okay. Science
0: and love. uh.
1: Science and love. (laughs) Either way. So I gave you five different points. I said, editing plants to give humans better food. Then I said, editing small animals to do whatever. Then I went on to getting rid of small diseases such as erasing colorblind or maybe deafness or something like that. And then I said, erasing big things such as cancer, heart disease, things that take away your life to the fullest. And then I said designer babies and all that stuff. I assume you put it this way.
0: I feel like we should have things that mitigate these, but it's, it's all coming back to the same original stance. Mm -hmm. I just feel like this is taking away from the humanity in humans. So yeah, I'm on the side of this being unethical to an extent. Gene therapy is good, but you know, I don't know if it should be a solution to all of our problems. Then there will not be problems to solve. Well, and when there are no problems to solve, let me put it like this, when there are no problems to solve, when are there um when will we start are start asking questions again? You don't question anything if there's no, no answer to find, so you know.
1: That is absolutely true. I agree. And I believe within the expansiveness, if we progress, if we can keep progressing the type five mm-hmm. um, society, and I really need to describe what these types are at some point because people may be getting uh, confused. But if we re- uh, progress to some superhuman society, I believe the problems, I believe the questions are always limit, um, limitless. That too. eliminates
0: if, the substance of life. How? it eliminates the substance if there are no problems like you I, were saying
1: I didn't say there are no problems I said that the problems are limitless I well I'm a I I superhuman have, society Yes I believe if we're cuz there the space is so long If we so human, huge I don't believe we would be able to see those problems no matter how limitless they are mm, That is you know that is a uh, a perspective I, I can see that I, I can see that I can certainly see that but if we are this uh, society of greed that you tra- uh, paint the picture of then I feel like they would want to see the world uh, the universe in its totality if we get to this some type of crazy um, indescribable human society I believe that they would, that you could always venture out. And then if the science that people believe in now, if they, some, I, it, it takes, I mean, the, the universe is 14 billion years old. So the problems within our universe are limitless in a, a human perspective because the, just the, the all out expansiveness of our universe it's it cannot be completely explored by one entity. So we will we will never run out of problems. We will never run out of questions. I believe. I don't believe so. But all right, let me let me Let's clarify. Think of, all
0: right, I'm I'm just gonna. I'm <laughs> I don't even know how to put this. Uh-huh. Let's think of a world where scientists, majority of scientists, are correct in their non-religious beliefs. Okay. Sorry, God, okay. and like. God, quote-unquote, God doesn't exist. All right. Since we are made in God's image, I believe, we, all, we already have room for flaws, and that's why humans are not perfect beings. But in this utopia, <laughs> utopia uh, in this utopia. world when, where God doesn't exist, um, I would say that humans would definitely be able to reach that image of being perfect. Yeah. But, you know, when, when, you're, perf- when you're perfect— There's no more room for growth. So I hear that like this with this gene therapy, um, eliminating Alzheimer's and all future diseases that would be reaching perfectness biologically in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And when that perfectness is reached, there's no more um, there's no more questions to be asked. Well, no more questions to be answered. I
1: think we could go on this for hours. This just eliminates the inquisitive mind. We, that's what I believe. We, we definitely disagree at some point here. Um, and for people that may think I'm a mad scientist, I would definitely like to clarify my point of view. (laughs) Um, because I also love the the uh uh human frailty i love the fact that we everybody has flaws and that is also within the essence of humanity that is also uh that's just that's just makes us who us are who we are so in no way do i desire to be perfect in no way do i desire to be immortal but i also have an understanding of the progression of science and i have an understanding of understanding of where this, uh, if you put it down on a diagram, on a graph, I understand the exponential nature of where science progresses. So although I may not love to see babies being genetically designed, I also know that the with the information we have, governments even may try to stop this, but it is within humani- humanity's essence to also innovate. We will get to a point where there is there are certain science that you cannot deny and that's that is my standpoint i believe that there are certain things that you cannot deny and i believe that there definitely needs to be constraints to gene theory gene engineering but also it doesn't need to be banned because when you ban things that's when i talked about north korea developing super soldiers that can fly and kill everybody that type of thing but i also believe that so, therefore, um, I believe that it should be open to an extent. Like Emory said, it should be open to an extent. Therefore, we are able to explore this and develop, you know, good, uh, good principles behind this. And this goes toward all science that uh, affects humans. All right. Let me also clarify because
0: I feel like my thoughts were kind of jumbled up and placed at different thoughts. So, uh-huh. basically... Um, you know, the essence of science, I really think, is just progression. Okay. Looking f- towards the future, I wanting to that. see what we can do, what we can compo- accomplish with what we know, what facets we can break. But um, I also do believe, it, it, it's a popular belief that um, humans are limitless, but I, I don't think so. Okay. And that peak, it's, um, that peak is intangible for me and like for everyone. I don't know what that peak will be. Mm -hmm. I don't know how far that peak will be, but I do believe there is a peak. I feel like we're limiting the peak of where we could be, you know? Um, Like I was saying before, just trying to perfect imperfect beings, it's not something that should be done. And, you know, um, you could say that these innovations, there's always room for growth, and these innovations, they're always going to cause growth. But there's... uh, Like with the peak and everything, I think there's a point where you innovate too much and that removes the ability for you to innovate any further.
1: Well, my only issue with that statement is that you're also kind of toward – not even though you said there's a peak, if you say that we progress towards that peak too much, are you saying that we should slow science so that we can not reach that peak as fast? Because if you say there will be no problems left over – if you want there to be problems, don't you want to solve those problems?
0: I think you're thinking of my like peak as like, let me put it in like a, probably a diagram form, just a, a straight line. And like, I don't know where the top is, but no, there are multiple peaks that humans can get. Like in a game where you make choices and stuff, there are multiple routes we can take. Okay. So I feel like the route we're taking with gene therapy is towards a peak that like could end shorter than the peak that we uh, have the potential
1: to reach. Mm, well then, yeah, we were just looking at it different mathematically. I didn't see a peak as so. You're you're that's more like a uh, what is that called? A dead end. You're you're more thinking yeah. a dead end. Yeah, dead so, end. So yeah, a dead end is how you, to how you uh, really think it is. Like so, you think so? There's multiple lines. I talk about forking a lot. There's multiple things yeah. that uh, humans can partake. Basically, and I think if we go this way to that gene fork, yeah. then that goes to a shorter than well going this way we end earlier because we chose gene therapy as opposed to living in a different way right that and makes sense with
0: gene therapy perfecting it i feel like that would be the bad ending for humanity i i I, th-
1: I can see that i can yeah. see that That basically makes
0: sense. to sum it up um imperfect beings should not be uh, chase that image of being perfect well I, yeah no they can chase the, <laughs> they can chase that image of being perfect but i don't believe they should ever reach that image of being perfect
1: and you know what i can i can respect that i can respect that and um you know what man we Bro. we're already an hour in that is absolutely insane
0: even, did we have any other topics lined up yeah we did Damn. we have one more
1: that's tough um but <laughs> You know what? And we're not going to edit any of this out because this is a, a true, a, a, a debate, not a debate, but we this did debate a little debate. bit, but it, this was a debate, but this is a, a discussion because we don't debate like our presidential candidates do. We're, we're discussing well and eloquently. I believe that you know, this was, is something that should be cherished. I this this enlightened, is, this is, yeah, from this eh, uh, as, uh, as, as was I, as we, we enlighten each other as we enlighten you and Oh gosh, man, I feel like we could talk for hours because yeah. now, me with my SpaceX cap on i wanna <laughs> I want to feel himself. I want to talk about so many different sciences, but wait you know I what? know
0: nothing happened this episode that really could ask for this. Oh wait, no, what'd you say about skin, skinning a cat, strangling a donkey? Hold on
1: hold on. Oh gosh. so every episode we know that um Emery decides to walk up to the camera, look at the camera, look back, shake his head, yada, yada, yada. Now he's walking. Oh, oh, he he hit a one eighty. Yep, he's back and he's going back to the seat. Um, yeah, but no, this. Oh my gosh, three times. But this this was absolutely special, and you know what? I feel like uh, this this we could go on for five hours. But why give y'all five hours of content now when uh, we can leave y'all desiring for more? So cliffhanger. We, we will probably do a gene therapy discussion part two. But and there's In many the more things yeah there's the many future. more things I wanted to do and say and there's many more things everyone wanted to say but you know what it's time to move on yep. so uh man that was deep uh so we'll go into a little bit more a lighthearted uh topic uh but um real quick I'm a, I got I got to go get my water real quick man if you want to introduce the debate you can but I'm parched after that let me get right. some water real quick <sighs> Ready all right, let's go. And we're back. Um, yeah, what's y'all? Uh, so even though what previously just happened was uh, certainly a debate, uh, well, we still have to do our debate. This is an Enlightened Brothers tra- uh, transition, <gasps> tradition. Debate <laughs> of the day. Debate of the day. Debate
2: of the day. Debate of the day.
1: All right, let's do it. Uh, what's more important in a partner, intelligent or funny? Let's Emer- talk. Emery kicks off every debate, as he will today. Intelligence
0: or what, humor? What was it? Funny, yeah. Intelligence or funny. You know, when I think of my image of the perfect woman, I see... <sighs> Dude,
1: it's- what <laughs> edited this out right? <laughs> <laughs> Man if you're on Spotify or Apple, this is why you should watch YouTube. <laughs> what?
0: I guess we're not gonna edit that out. Whatever. Oh. You know, having someone you could talk to is really nice. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you're both smart you can make make a little intelligent joke. A equals MC
2: squared <laughs> <laughs> shut up
0: bro. <laughs> Sorry, <it's> you bro <laughs> it'll get a little <laughs> it'll get a little giggle out of both of you but you know then you got the funny person I'm not a woman but you know me funny Emery coming in the streets I know it's not a freestyle but I'm still bringing in the heat with the beat okay alright Um. but you know I don't. I don't know. This is just me buying time to find an answer. Oh yeah, no same. <laughs> uh, funny, intelligent. Well, personally, I'd probably like somebody that's more funny. Cause you know, you can always become smarter, but you don't learn humor. You can read a joke, uh, like read a joke book, find you a couple <laughs> here and there, but you know. Some somebody funny. That's a an actual nice quality to have. And I don't really think that it's too common. Real genuine funny people. And yeah, you can get a chuckle out of me, but are you gonna make me hysterically laugh and can't breathe and roll on the floor? Lmao, Rofl. No.
1: Well, you know, I think most people know where I'm gonna side. So let me try to rationalize it. I came into this debate being purely on intelligent side but um you know i took a deep dive into who i am into what i value in life and on this podcast i talk a lot about uh science and i've talked more about science than i have about i've had about uh you know philosophy and personal growth and mindfulness and all the other things i value in life and uh when it comes to a partner what i value the most is a smile um Bro, if you're going to do this What? No, 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 no. Let no me, let me you're finish. you're not about, to let, about let me, to let me finish Let me finish Let me finish Alright, I'm going to get my let two me, cents Let me after. finish There is no twist And although I believe that me and this person I could love I would love to talk to somebody I would love the person I love To be able to talk about all this, the theoretical physics And uh, EA equals MC squared as Emery says And time travel and all of these things I'm going to go on the funny side because I believe a good laugh can cure anything. You know what? I a thought you were laugh. going somewhere else without no. pounding it. A good I told you let me finish. I believe funny because I've I a good laugh can heal all wounds. We can have gene therapy. We can have CRISPR. We can have all this stuff, but you know if if you're on the floor laughing out loud, man, laughing your butt off. That enjoyment and then just like to look into the other person's eyes and like, you know, you are truly at that spark. Yeah, that spark. You're truly in equilibrium with this other person. I believe you can attain that through funny better than you can through intelligence.
0: Well, I'm going to take this opportunity to to address love, man, because honestly, beyond science and I won't say religion, let's keep that out. Beyond science and um, just human nature and all of the emotions, I feel like love prevails among all of them
1: and it just keeps the world moving If it, y'all may not know that Emory's the love doctor but I the am
0: way. the love doctor I am the love doctor after, you know I after the love, countless I'm, relationships he's still going. I won't refer to myself <laughs> as God, but I'm the love God
1: yeah man. You know, let I, me humble
0: myself, but bro, love love makes the world go round, and you know any ladies out there, if you're still watching, ugh, we don't have to enlighten you just about intelligent stuff. I can enlighten you about love. Enlighten
1: you about love, baby girl. <laughs> Cut nah, this out, bro. We <laughs> we why'd you say it like that? We you know what? Man, as much as I love science, and as much as the people may think that I love it. We absolutely love women. A hundred percent love women. Yeah, but we agree. I oh. believe that love is. Love, I thought you were going somewhere else. Love, tr- love Trump science in every aspect, man, in yeah. every way, shape, or form.
0: I don't know if you guys knew this. I'm gonna talk a bit about myself. I'm a, I'm a romantic movie, romantic comedy, romance anime type of guy. And
1: rom coms.
0: Oh, I love seeing a relationship build up between people, finding that trust and connection within someone. And just burn like to the ground. Just give your entirety of yourself to.
2: Mm, like, mm, mm, this mm, is mm. me
0: trying to put it into words, but really, love isn't meant for words. People say I love you all the time. Mm. Like, Caleb, I love you, dog. I lo- dog, I mean, <laughs> I love, I love, <laughs> I love I, you, dog. I love you too, kitty. But... <laughs>
1: He said dog like three times like <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but <laughs> that
0: word love it doesn't really it doesn't really bring together and encapsulate mm. all the feelings that truly go into love quote unquote cuz love love itself is beyond love you feel me mm. if you don't you should try to feel me mm. because where I'm going with this, I'm going places, I'm going to take you on dates so you can follow and see new places, Mm-mm-mm. and take steps back, do the traces, Mm-mm-mm. so you can see where we fell in love, baby, Mm-mm. and I could take you to your wedding and call you my lady. Yeah, yeah. talk to me. And talk I'm going to gonna use this to bridge into the final uh, freestyle of the podcast, because I think we're trying to go far with it, unless you don't want me to then I'm going
1: to go back and trust me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stop. <bro. laughs> well, you know, I mean, I didn't even get to say nothing. <laughs> you, um, you know what? But no, we absolutely agree. Um, the feeling of being able to uh, give your whole self to a person. That is something that, you know, it's, it, it's hard to resist. It's hard to resist that me in my life. It's been hard to resist something, that type of feeling. Um, and I don't want to get into my uh, journey as a monk and stuff like that, but you know, I I think this is a good place to to put a stopgap on this for now. Yeah. I, I I certainly believe that lump lo, love Trumps all like. And Emery's absolutely right. It's not something you can put into words. It's just—it's not it's
0: something a, you should put into words. It's
1: not. You shouldn't. It's something it's a it's an energy between two two people or multiple people. It, it's a certain energy that that you can feel. You cannot see it, but you can absolutely feel like, it. man. To be honest. Podcasts aren't for me. But, you know, I'm kind of
0: killing the game right now, if you didn't see that already. Okay. Because I'm not more of a wordy person. I'm more of a person that feels things. Talk to me. And it's not something, like, even in my head, I don't really rationalize stuff. I'm like just, okay, how does that make me feel? feel? And even right now, I can't even put that into words because feeling is not something that really covers it. It's just something, it's like the direction your heart takes. And that's really what, um, that's really what, uh. Yeah, see, I can't even put it into words. So it's you're, just, you're, it's a, something beyond. It's just something beyond words. And
1: you're not, and I'm not trying to say you're outside of your mind, but you don't focus like purely on like just like you see this and you hear this and that's what you feel. You, you're kind of like a, and this is like out, out of science. This is like metaphysically, like you just there's certain things you feel. And
0: yeah, it's just. Maybe to put it put it into perspectives. I don't view the view the world as um, thoughts or constructs or ideas. I built view the world as bonds between people and everything out of our understanding is what makes up our understanding. That makes sense, and it doesn't make sense, but you know that's no, how it is. No
1: man, I absolutely I feel that. I feel that. And through all that we've discussed today, this has been yet our most enlightening episode, even more enlightening than episode three. Yeah. Um, we, we, have, we have an agreement. And within, within the bonds of humanity, I mean, it's just like, yeah, man, there's not much more I can say, actually. Uh, I, I think that, that's, a, that's an absolutely good rationale. Me and you may differ in when it comes to learning certain things, but life isn't completely about learning. It is, it, I agree in the fact that it's, it's love and connection between people because, yeah, that's, that's point-blank period, love and connections, man. All right, give me a beat. Wait, hold on. Are we going to do a freestyle, or are you, are you trying to give him a love song? Can you sing? I can sing, but give me a beat. All right. If you want to do a freestyle? You want it fast or Slow. Slow. What, bro? <laughs> bro, you wanted a beat.
0: Yo, did you just beat boxing?
1: <laughs> That's green, bro. I was looping it, too. I was looping it, too. I, to, I remembered exactly. I knew exactly how many uh, beats I wanted per box. Like, I, Wow, bro. But okay. you see, that was my love song.
0: That was my freestyle. If you felt it, you felt it. I don't think it could have been put into words. I think that's the best summary of today's episode. So no so no no music. No music. No music. Listen to the music of your heart, people. Never gonna
1: give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and desert you. Never gonna make you cry. Never, Never gonna, gonna say, say goodbye. goodbye. Never gonna tell
0: a lie and hurt you. my people if you watch this far youtube spotify or apple podcast i'm proud of you i thank you i respect you more than words could say because you know it's just a feeling caleb
1: yeah man love y'all to the most man thank you all so much five in the books man oh wait hold on you want to talk about what's coming on going on in the future Guests on the podcast Guests on the podcast man if you thought it was good enough with
0: just us two because you know we're pretty magnificent just picture one more person in the middle one
1: more person smack dab in the middle and we're bringing know, one more person to the enlightened brothers it's podcast. gonna
0: be crazy He's gonna, gonna enlighten us more than we can be enlightened and we won't even be any, yeah Mm-mm-mm. you feel me it's just gonna be something crazy it's just gonna be something epic
1: and yeah, yeah. So up. not only, and you know what, me and Emery, we really got our work cut out for us, but not only are y'all going to get the enlightened duo right here, y'all are also going to get a bonus episode every week, bonus ev- episode. maybe every week, maybe every beep, other beep, beep, week, beep, 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 beep. we're going to give y'all, uh, we actually have to come up with a title, we have to come up with a series, we have to come up with how we're going to interact with our guests, but we are now going to have guests on the pod.